I'm losing the ball to Liv. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I've got oh man, I've got so many meet. I've got like three meetings after this four, bro. Bro, I have a meeting at seven. You've got to be short and sweet like you wanted, isn't it? It has bro, to be now. <laughs> Before we get to that, where's Curtis? Bro, Curtis is asleep, bro. Look, look at the time in the back. <laughs> Curtis, Curtis, Curtis is getting messages, bro. What the hell? Bro, <laughs> he's fighting sleep, man. Yeah. Yo, we have to do it at six o'clock when six o'clock's actually ten o'clock. That was inconsiderate. Now now he's just lost the plot. He's like, fuck these guys. <laughs> what's he, he's not even working, bro. What's he, gonna, what's he doing in Dubai, bro? Man's, man's got time, G. <laughs> nah, he's working bad, bro. How much have you been on Clubhouse today? I only went there for like an hour, bro. <laughs> 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 nah, you're a joke, bro. Man can't, nah, man, man, can't say, man say you can't say you were on Clubhouse half an hour and you're dragging out my day that started at five. Nah, you're mocking it still, bro. <laughs> if we No, but the thing is, right? Things might pop up. I might have to put out fire at either work, innit? So that's why I like to keep my days, like... It's time. And pack out... Yo, pack did you out see the, um, Did you see Captain Tom Moore die? Who? Uh, he's the guy who raised 33 million for the NHS at the age of, like, 99. No, I ain't seen him. You know, you, you know what know about him? Captain Tom. He was doing bear walking. Oh, that old geezer, innit? Yeah, 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 the old geezer. He just died, innit? Pneumo- uh, not pneumonia. I think it was, wait, was it pneumonia or was it... Corona? Yeah. Damn, bro. Yeah, he got, got, got COVID-19 and after he was being treated for pneumonia. Yeah, it's mad, it's mad, it's mad. But he just been, he just been to Barbados, like, last month. So... Yeah. Wait, you know oh. another thing, right? I don't oh. know if this, this app will save it. It does say, but once you finish recording, it saves the whole thing, I think, in your library, I think it is. So oh, what wait, so happened last time? Then? Last time, did it did you throw up? Last time was just because my internet disconnected, and then it just, yeah, it, it, it didn't save. Okay, cool. I'll tell you what then, um, should we start, should we start, or should we, yeah, let's just start. We, are we going to do an introduction or what? Or is, is it like, yo, you should know me by my app? So <laughs> <laughs> like, you know who I am. Big finance puppy. Enemy of black Twitter. Now nah, we don't know who he is, bro. He's got, he's got body. <laughs> man, uh, man's a ghost man now, isn't it? <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace, your account. They got you out of here. I reckon you'll get an afterlife, though. Big man things. I don't think you can I hope so. I don't I think you so. ever said anything. Oh, you know what you should do? Wait, fans, you know what you should do now, right? You should just work on YouTube and shit. Bro, maybe, but that, I don't know, that seems a bit so, long. Do you know, know what? To get all the equipment and edit videos and shit. This kind of neatly brings us into the topic, though, because my problem at the moment, the serious problem, is with, like, Twitter, censorship, and transparency over, like, why people get banned and not banned, because I see it as something that's being very effectively gained, both by, like, external powers that be when they want to so like look what look what for example um the music labels do when people um use songs and stuff on twitter like Mm. they just get people out of here like they get things banned copyright bans there's all kinds of like these things and i just feel like it's not transparent nobody really understands what they've done there's also like socially in like london twitter (laughs) and stuff people are just getting together in group chats to ban people they don't fuck with 
And Bro, if you exactly. report them enough times, they're just getting off the platform. Like, Bro, did you see any of these platforms actually know and have a transparent? They Bro, don't know, know what they're doing. Even know? yesterday as well, there was there's that guy. I think his name's like Michael or something. He's like um, he's he, I think he's like a a black guy, and he he like normally tweets things that are like really stupid. He put like a tweet something about um the first lockdown was a vibe, the second one isn't it isn't fun or something like that, and literally. Like hundreds and hundreds of people changed their photo to him, and were impersonating him, but none of them got banned. But I got Wait, banned. Michael, who's Michael? I, I don't know what his name is, but his his no. name's like. Mike. Did, did you not see like the other day where like literally everyone had changed their profile picture to that black guy? Nah, I don't see that. I don't even know what black guy you're talking. Yeah, about. I don't know what you're talking about, G. Bro, there's so much beef in Twitter in different. Well, no, no, bro. It wasn't even the thing is that it wasn't it basically this guy. They everyone was saying that he's he's a bot because he's got like two thousand followers or something like that, and he'll tweet like maybe once a week, but it'd be like really generic statements, like like or like really stupid. Stuff. Like I said, there was the one that he said the first lockdown was a vibe, this second one ain't it, or What's like other ones like, huh? What's his app? Let me see if I can find it. I think it was like Michael. OJSR or something. Michael. Uh, yeah, I think it was Michael. He's probably just one of them Twitter joke men, isn't it? But but basically, yeah. So all of his tweets, for some reason, like he'll put really generic stuff. Um, like oh, I like oh, I, I can I can take a joke, but I can't take uh, disrespect disguised as a joke. Like them really kind of generic tweets. Um, would get like thirty, forty thousand likes and stuff. So then everyone was, <laughs> then everyone changed their photo to him. And we're like just putting like stupid tweets like if if you kill someone then they die. Like really just really <laughs> stupid and like really yeah, obvious yeah. stuff. And there was like hundreds of accounts that had changed their profile picture to him and none of them got banned. Why would they get banned though? For impersonating someone. That's what I got banned for. For impersonating someone. Who who is impersonating? Elon Musk. <laughs> he got <laughs> banned for that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When the fuck did you impersonate Elon Musk? You changed your picture to his his thing. Yeah, I changed my profile picture to his, and then I changed my header to his as well. And then I tweeted like, um, "Tesla's overvalued." And then another tweet saying, uh, "Ethereum for twenty sixty And then I got banned. Bruh, so you can't make a joke. Obviously, or not, Elon Musk is a verified account. How are you getting banned for that, bro? Exactly. Now you know what it is with Curtis, right? He had um. He had specific people gunning for him. Exactly. No, that's it. Yeah, and they're just going to report your account. And be like, yeah, Yo. that's it. Yeah. yeah. Find find an opportunity in it, and they pounced. And now, trust yeah. me, man. You said, you know, Grit said that you let you left it. You left us up open, bro. Bro, no, I did. Crazy. I did. And they must have crazy. You can't show weakness around these, you know, rabbit animals. <laughs> bro, trust I don't even know, man. I just feel like it's super untransparent. So, like. For people like yourself with like 10k plus followers and stuff like that who are actually like trying to plough content and, and stuff, I feel like the whole notion for me of building an audience on a platform where like, because I mean, look, for example, where you can just get taken out wherever is, is proper concerning. Like, for example, with the news blog that I was that I created, The Pocket, mm. like it got taken away and we don't know why. Like, I think it just got a bunch of reports probably people hating or whatever. Bro, it was exactly. taken away for six months. I was back and forth in emails with Twitter. And they were just like, yeah, like it did nothing wrong. You just reported the news. And I'm like, all right, cool. But now, like, I've lost mad followers. <laughs> like, I don't want to fucking, like, I'm trying to build up a news podcast, like, platform thing. And you guys are just banning me for, for whatever, like, for, I don't know. And it's like, for me, it's a lack of transparency and just 
yeah, it's just it's just a corny, mm-hmm. corny platform in terms of like organizing conduct. And then at the same time, like they let other people run for ages with like pure nonsense. Like it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. But if they let people run on there with conspiracies, they let racists run on there, xenophobic people, sexist people, homophobic people. And all I wanted to do was bust one little joke, one little Elon joke, and then bang, oh, oh. I get reported and I'm out. Bro, oh. Katie Hopkins had a Twitter profile for years. <laughs> I don't know why you use her as a comparable, but yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> now you and her are not much in common, mm. other than being hated by Black Twitter. But um... that's true. Ah <laughs> uh, shit! But now, nah, man, I don't know. I just feel like it's very, very tricky. And then people kind of like they perpetuate, and they a lot of the time like they push these like victim dynamics, and then like. They... What do you mean by a victim dynamic? So they're in a situation or they're in they're in an altercation, they'll like throw up their pronouns or like their identity or something like that, and they will make it seem like the 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 the, the discussion happened as a consequence of their identity. Like yeah. people are doing that quite a lot. There's they're they're being wrong and like just clearly wrong and then they're saying, Oh, this is hate speech because I am this identity or this is thing like that. And like this isn't even necessarily to do with Twitter because for me I don't know I don't know if Twitter actually picks up on that, if that makes sense. But I've seen so many people accuse other people of, like, you know, hateful tweets, hateful tweets against their identity, hateful tweets. And it's like, bro, no one's talking about your identity. Like, people are actually, do you get what yeah. I'm saying? Like, actually talking about what the thing is. So, like, for example, this um, this tweet that we started, that we were talking about earlier. Like, she's saying, oh, you're attacking me because I'm this, that, and the third. And he's like, no, I'm not even talking to you. Like, I'm <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. wearing the tweet. It doesn't make sense. All right, cool. So, do you mind want to start like recording this thing, going through the topics? We're already recording. It's ten minutes. Okay, cool. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I feel like probably what we should do though is like introduce it and then go in like clean and also like not talk about Twitter stuff that people because like you know when you talk about Twitter stuff, it's very hard to follow unless you say so and so is this app, blah blah blah. I don't, I don't even want to yeah. be bringing people clout. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to because they'll be irrelevant in six months. Yeah, a hundred, a hundred. Let me just pull up the topics then. Um, how should we introduce this? Hmm. I think you should be the host, innit? Well, not the host, but like, yeah, this guy. the introducer, the presenter. This guy. All right, cool. So anyone, <laughs> yo, what's going on, people? My name is Mansa Cam. I'm joined by the illustrious finance pappy and the infamous Grit Cult. This is the Levels Podcast. What's going on, guys? I'm good, man. I'm good, just chilling, chilling, chilling soaking chilling, in the chilling. market. Choke soaking in the market. Oh, yeah. yeah. And can also soak, being upset can you, can you, about my can sweat. Can you soak in the sun still? Yeah, I can. Yeah, it's, it's about mid twenty five out here. It's not bad. I'm That's still, crazy, I'm man. still pale as Casper the ghost, but it's okay. <laughs> Tons of crazy. I can't believe, I can't believe they got you locked up in Dubai. Like London's bad vibes actually extended to Dubai. That's how bad vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now you guys are all closed down. It's crazy. Yeah. Honestly, the amount of people I know that caught COVID New Year's because the place was just absolutely packed. That like everyone, every man and his dog went to Dubai for New Year's Eve. And it man, was I don't get it, man. Dubai ain't even got healthcare like that. What if you actually had a problem, man? You drop down in, in the middle of the panoramic and you're just getting those mad, like, for example, like, how much was it when you broke your ankle? So I, I'm insured. So I had mm. to, all I had to do was pay. If I'm right, I think it was 150 dirhams to have the consultation. I had to have an x-ray. Um, How then, much is a dirham for a pound? Uh, it's, the exchange rate's about uh, 
one pound is five dirham, so it's only about thirty quid. That's to be calm, fair. bro. That's, That's chill. So calm. It's chill. And yeah, but and if then you're not just huh? If you're not insured, I reckon that would have run you, bro. Probably. That's why, yeah, because when I first went, I hadn't actually sorted my insurance out. And then they were like, yeah, you haven't got insurance. And I was like, mm, okay, yeah, I think I'm just going to take the pain because I'm tight. I'm the tightest guy you'll ever meet. So I thought, I'm not paying for that. I was just limp. I was hopping everywhere. I even got these guys to, like, push me in a wheelchair to my boy's car for me to get in. No, that's crazy, man. Again, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get, like, you know, in America, I know people in America. <laughs> in fact, I have clubs in America. And they're like, yo... If I get knocked out on a night out, don't call no ambulance wake me the fuck up. <laughs> because, like, there's no way I'm paying that ambulance fee to get dragged in for, like, a young concussion or some shit like that. <laughs> Bro, like, it's not even worth it. It's crazy. What about you, Grit Cole? What's going on with you, bro? Just uh, working very hard and very long and stretched a bit too thin, so I may have to be culling some stuff. Other oh, than that... You made that bear deep, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Man said the levels podcast not like is the levels podcast not therapy. You know what I'm saying? The hustle <laughs> never oh, stops. Thin, the grind never stops. The money never sleeps. No, I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. <laughs> All right, then. Which which subject should we talk about first? Which topic do you want to get into first? GameStop scenario? What do you think? Just uh, touch upon the platforms, maybe. All right, cool. Yeah, go. Why don't you Why don't you lead on it? What, what are you thinking about this? So, at the moment, just some context for a lot of people would be that, especially Twitter, it's, it's very it's starting to become very authoritarian in how it controls its platform. A lot of people are complaining about, essentially, uh, you know, the lack of free speech, lack of transparency, and the amount of power that they hold in current society and how they are exercising such power. It's a quite concerned for quite a lot of people mm-hmm. but and I know quite a lot of people have been banned even like our close friend Curtis here <laughs> free up final and, uh, no but seriously I was um like even the, yesterday one of my friends was banned um who, who'd been tweeting since like 2017 and yeah had a couple thousand followers and you know he made even money from Twitter and now that's all gone crazy no nah, man, I'm genuinely speaking. I'm scared to actually like invest into creating a Twitter account because so many people are, like low-key hating, and it's so easy to get someone's account gone. Even if even if yeah. someone was just like, "Yo, I could kill for something right now," like <laughs> if people report your tweet and you'll get you'll get taken <laughs> off for like violent tweeting or like that's happened to me before. Like <sighs> and like it just wasn't a violent tweet. It wasn't anything or like an incitement. And like, I don't know, man. I just feel like the inconsistency that they have means that there's certain topics that you really can't address. Like you cannot be up there like tweeting about like race and violence and like various things like people people are going to very easily be able to like get you out of here mm-hmm. and the algorithm can't can't really tell like it's very sus what do you think of the blue sky idea which just for again for audience context like twitter's funding an independent team of like open source um architects engineers and designers and basically what they want to do is is hack together a decentralized standard a decentralized standard platform that twitter can then be layered on top and the decentralized standard platform, which Twitter wouldn't own, would actually have its own kind of like um, values and rule set. And then Twitter is basically like a, a layer on top of that um, decentralized like technical standard. And then how is it? De- wait, how is it decentralized? Um, it's, it's not, not is it? No, it yeah. is. It's a non-profit. So like, no, they've got a non-profit, 
And then what he's doing with Blue Sky is building a decentralized social media protocol. Then he's going to lay a Twitter on top of that. Okay, so if it's decentralized, then I should be able to create my own rule set, no? Yeah, exactly. But the rule set that you've got within the the de- like within the decentralized platform, there's going to be like a standard base of rules. So like, because it's a non-profit, it's a separate entity. They'll then design like what the standard rules are in terms of content, and then Twitter will be an app on top of that. So instead of Twitter like declaring and deciding the rules for its people, this standardized platform will just have an open like an open list of like understood and decentralized technical standards. But they still have their own rules. So is that truly decentralized or is that more just they're acting as a separate entity from Twitter with a slightly potentially more lenient set of rules? I don't know, you know, I feel like as well, it has to be, we have to kind of see what they've done with it because he announced this, I think, in 2019, um, like at the end of 2019. And I think it's, um, it can be built upon a blockchain so you can have the actual servers decentralized, but if you create a rule set, I don't know how they're going to implement the content aspect of the rule set because there's going to be after someone to enforce it. And if it's decentralized, that means no one can really enforce it mm. in a sense. I think so, have, so. I mean, unless you have like some sort of like moderation, and to create moderation, you're going to have to have rule sets, and these rule sets have to be determined by a group of people. So if people think Wikipedia is open, it's not. It's um, it's very entrenched in terms of who can edit Wikipedia, and it's yeah. like even even you can just read Wikipedia and there's certain so much bias in so many of the pages. So do you know what I think it like, is though? Basically, instead of hosting and managing the content itself, they'll basically like wash their hands of that, and then they'll focus on just kind of like building recommendation algorithms and and like a healthy conversation is what he's. I think that was the quote that he said, but essentially they're going to create a de-standardized platform and then Twitter is going to be a platform on top of it. So I, instead I, of us I, going I, to them, I think technologically like them having to create rules and stuff like that, they're just going to pass it off to like a third party. It's basically the same thing that like, you know what Zuckerberg's doing? Um, do you know what Zuckerberg's doing? No, what is he doing? So Zuckerberg's created an internal court of courts <laughs> where he's like hired, like they're basically paying, I think it's like, it was big money. It was like 20, like 200 million. So I'm crazy. Yeah, I've like, so that's fucking crazy, but, but they're going to have, like, an external court with, like, thinkers and, like, freedom of speech guys and, um, I think, some journalists, some judges and stuff like that. They're basically okay. selected. And that's going to act like the court of courts for things like that, for, for things like that as, like, a separate entity, even though it's funded by Facebook. I don't really know how that works. But basically... Yeah, that's, that doesn't sound decentralised at all. Yeah. Bro, as if Zuckerberg and them are going to, like, actually cede control. Of their, of their of their algorithm or of anything that's on that platform to like a third party like nah he's not going to do that he's going to wait until antitrust rips apart like Instagram <laughs> from like his <laughs> dead hands bro <laughs> like he's not going to he's not going to do that but no so but basically as far as I can see like Twitter's trying to either offload the responsibility of actually managing and like creating regulation around content and they don't want to actually like host and manage that content. So people are saying like it's going to be more like Twitter is going to handle content like in the way that Google does. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But I wouldn't call it decentralized at all. I don't know. You'd have to read it for yourself. That's, to be honest. Like, and also, I think we have to see... With a lot of this mainstream social media, yeah, you've always got a power, a control at the top. And, you know, these are the men that are saying, okay, you can do this, you can't do that, whatever. But then... You kind yeah. of risk when you have these 
you know, more anonymous, pseudonymous platforms. You know, <laughs> I'm sure we're going to get onto this topic anyway, but Reddit, 4chan, that's, it's kind of one of those things where it's the debate between are you giving people the freedom of choice to say what they want to say, but then at the same time you're risking that a lot of the stuff that happens on there, 4chan in particular, is, is a lot of extremist views. So I think that that's kind of where these platforms, they try to find a balancing out between saying, okay, you know, we're going to give you the time and space to say what you want, but just just don't go too far with it. No, I hear you. I still, no, I still do think it's decentralization. Actually, just to to go back to um, Grit's point, because essentially, like a decentralized network allows things to occur without central governors, and then Twitter would control its own app, which is on Blue Sky. But you could also put other apps on the same protocol, so it'd be like a, a system where you can allow the applications to see and interact with content across the the entire protocol. But Twitter. Yeah, so there's another app. I can't remember what it was, what it's called, but it's like you run Mastodon up your own server and it's like in a federated state. So you can see other um, other federated servers within the larger organization. But you, your own one has... It's like a Discord server. So you can see your own Discord server and you can have your own rule sets and enforce it. And then you can go to other servers. To a degree, I'm a big fan of this because it also would allow people to build other applications on the protocol, but still hopefully like access... Or like pay Twitter to 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 utilize like apps or something like that. So you could like like theoretically you could have something else on a different thing, and people could exist by a different rule set. Which I actually think people should be free to do. Like I feel like if you want to elect onto a platform, which is what like for example Parler, like all the conservatives going over to Parler and they wanted to like talk their shit how they want to do it, and basically everyone who signed up for Parler knew what you're signing up for, like the conservative social media that type of thing. I don't mind that that much because I feel like as long as it's not like terrorism and shit, I feel like people should be able to like talk and discuss as as as, as freely as they as, as as they might like within. Do you know what I mean within the boundaries of the law? But I don't know. Like I'm just not convinced by any platform's suggestion. I don't know. I you, like... you can't have decentralization, and if you have, like, you have to have like certain rule sets that allow that can be very open and ter- you know they bypass governmental laws. So, for instance, Bitcoin, you could technically have your own bank account via Bitcoin and get paid in Bitcoin, but you have to be of a certain age to do that, you know, to open a normal bank account, mm, have insurance, yeah. etc. So it's like the laws of protocols and code are going to be, they're going to supersede, you know, laws of countries. And we're already seeing that in a way with Bitcoin. It's, um, you know, a lot of people use Bitcoin now to bypass, um, you know, PayPal and, Western mm. Union, etc. Mm. It was in, in Pakistan. They banned cryptocurrency. I can't actually remember when this was. What? And And when that happened, the Bitcoin usage actually went up. And there's a lot of countries that have adopted Bitcoin as, like Venezuela, because of their absolute hyperinflation. I mean, these men, they're making bags out of their notes because the notes, the currency is worth that little. So they're moving on to these other currencies. <coughs> Excuse me. And the thing is, as well, it's this whole argument about how many people are unbanked or underbanked. So typically, if you want to set up a bank account, like Grip was saying, KYC, you need proof of your address, proof of who you are. And if you're homeless, or even if you don't have that much money that you can't afford a passport or whatever other idea is they're requesting, then it can provide a suitable alternative because more people in the world have smartphones than have bank accounts. So if you can access these cryptocurrencies from your smartphone, 
you're actually financially empowering yourself. Mm, I agree. Now that does make a lot of sense. I just do you know what I do think though? Decentralization and blockchain are being lazily used by people as like escape escape routes from big systems. So like for example, everyone's unhappy with Twitter and everyone's unhappy with Facebook. Then people are kind of like throwing in, oh yeah, but if we have like a decentralized platform, then people will be able to create up the not really, because they're still gonna be bound by and there's there's still gonna be incentive structure, right? So like when you look at the problem with things like Facebook. Like, yeah, Facebook could have a decentralized platform and stuff like that with, like, loads of different protocols, loads of different um, rules okay. and different groups of people doing the creation. But there's still going to be people paying for, like, positionality within that, right? There's still an advertising model that's there. And I think, like, until people kind of, like, get away from that fact, then like, I think we're going to really struggle to see... Like, Facebook is clearly politically influenced, right? We would agree, No. Say that again, sorry. Facebook is clearly politically influenced, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, big big donors, like, uh, advertising media, they do things that gets the money from, 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 from those actors, right? Like, even if you look at um, the whole scandal with, what was that, uh, Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica and stuff like that, like, Facebook were getting paid from that. They were getting loads of people placing loads of adverts to specifically target different various different people. And I feel like, Unless the decentralized protocol removes removes and 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 drastically changes the way in which the payment algorithms and the the payment okay. is distributed, I still think there's going to be like incentives for people to like fuck up stuff, create marginalization, um, create like provocative or like you know upsetting advertising content. Mm. It's like like the way they they push like fake diet stuff on YouTube and fake diet stuff on Instagram. Like, everyone fucking knows this fake diet stuff. Yeah, like like all all of this stuff, and it's like. Maybe it's not against the law, and I highly doubt that it would be against protocols, if that makes sense. Like, I highly doubt that, like, okay. people are going to be able to embed a rule that says mm-hmm. that you can't advertise a type of nutrition in a misleading way. So it's like, are we no, really but it's not, it's not just about saying a rule. It's about how you're going to it. So if you start having a, um, like, moderation, then it goes from uh, decentralized to, you know, quasi-centralized, because you're going to have a, you know, a police force, essentially, and they're going to come together and operate, and then they're going to be influenced by biases. And, um, you know, then it moves away from this notion of decentralization. I Do just feel like, see, even now, right, with decentralization, yeah, with things like... Okay. Really, are you are you for or against decentralization? I'm for it. I just don't think that it's solving the problems to the extent that people are talking about. Like, okay, I do what, not what, think that... What problems? Are you talking about specifically? So, for example, yeah, Twitter are saying that they're going to have um, this blue sky thing. They're going to layer the platform. Okay. And then there's going to be a protocol that judges what can be on blue sky. And it's not their own judgment type thing. It's just passing the buck to me. I don't see how that is challenging. Like, the, who, the blue sky or whoever this non-profit organization is, is just going to have to do the exact same job. Yeah, but we, sure me, that... I think I don't, I don't, I don't know if first you agree with this, but me, I like, I don't think that's decentralization. That's just, oh, we're gonna have a external yeah, party I... to judge all you people. And no, it's decentralized decide... because the nature of Blue Sky would be not. It wouldn't be like one committee or one group of people. Blue Sky would be a protocol that a bunch of developers have made. It's not like their own. It's not like their own opinions. It's going to allow. Other okay, but could could I basically fork the protocol and make my own? Yeah, on on the on the system. That's the point. 
Okay. So like it wouldn't just be Twitter on the system. It would be like Twitter and whatever else. And then you so like say you wanted to create a platform mm. that curates media and things in a different way, then you could do that and you could also like benefit from or you could maybe like plug and I think they're calling it plug and play. So you could also connect to Twitter and maybe like find people's apps, reorganize content in that way. But Twitter wouldn't be setting the rules for what's on the protocol. Twitter would just be an app that is layered on top of the network. So I do think it's decentralized. I just don't think that decentralization is solving problems in the way that people think. I feel like people think, oh, if you just democratize the system and allow loads of different people to have like, you know, lots of different systems of government governance, then like, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like hyper libertarianism, like, and you and people find the, find the markets and find the um, communities where they, they like the content, right? And where they feel, feel comfortable. Yeah. My, my thing is, is that even if Twitter puts itself on top of Blue Sky, as a, as a as a protocol it's still got like hun- like hundreds of millions of users like loads of people not hundreds of millions but like loads of users on the on the platform and they still need to find a way to effectively police harassment racial abuse content etc on that platform like just put, like they're passing the buck and i feel like with decentralization in the short term yeah we're getting loads of we're getting lots of um benefits and there's uh, there's open access to different platforms but in the long term, I feel like, especially with important markets like finance markets, um, like capital, currency, stock, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, there there are actually risks to like full decentralization. And somebody like a lot of the rules are in place, although like yeah, they're 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 corrupt and like there's massive like political shit going on. Decentralizing things and, and allowing like open access to different, uh, the, even with the retail investment stuff, like it, it does it does pose dangers. Like look how much GameStop's down today. And how many people just jumped on it, mm. like at at like a silly time? Like, I'm not yeah. saying that people, sh- that the, the retail investors shouldn't be included. I'm just saying that when you decentralize something and you make it like open to, you know, loads of different people, and there's not there's not like uh, like brokerage mechanisms and uh, like account minimums and and stuff like that, you can definitely have people who are like you know, into in at the deep end a little bit, like uh, in above their heads. And why is that a problem? Why why wouldn't it be a problem? Like if people, I mean, people are, are free and like recklessly like giving... okay, but do you, do you believe people should have the freedom to do that? No. So you don't think people should have the freedom of how they want to invest and what information they want to see? Because say for example, if if we're going down that route as well, you know, even if we're using, I'll use Twitter as an example. That's a perfect example. I'm seeing my timeline and I'm seeing people saying, "Oh, Dogecoin to one dollar tomorrow." Game I'm holding on is going to hit one thousand. You know how is how is that any different? Because they're still pushing that exact same information that is available to a wide audience, even though it's not as niche as, say, Wall Street bets doesn't have any as many users. If anything, more people are going to see that kind of stuff on Twitter, especially you know through hashtags and the amount of hype around that kind of stuff anyway, and what people might be eighty percent down, or whatever. And I'm sure there's probably a lot of people. If anything, I'd probably say the majority got that information from Twitter, they probably heard of Wall Street bets through Twitter rather than being Reddit users themselves. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's probably probably correct. Yeah, so I, th- I think it's just a lot more open now and, you know, in a sense, democratised because a, a lot more people have access to it. Um, and this will definitely create more volatility and chaos in the market, but it will also, you know, probably reflect the market in the long run in a more accurate kind of way. Mm, I'm not sure. 
I think the the thing for me, I kind of see this as a a bit of a. I mean, I don't want to jinx it, and obviously, I don't have a crystal ball, but I feel as though this event is more of a a flush oh. in the pan, more that it's it's it feels to me like it was a a bit of a one off, and I don't think it's it's not going to be something now where each week someone's going to post on Wall Street. People don't have money. Okay, let's pump this or let's work on this. Yeah, but they money now, so they ain't got the money to invest anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Like, people are bankrupt now, so good luck pumping stock next week. You ain't got the money for it. You ain't got the facilities for that. It's not going to happen. So, I I see it as a bit of a flash in the pan thing. I think, you know, in a few weeks' time, people might talk Mm. about it here. I I, I don't see it having... Long lasting impact. I, I think it's, it's it's happened once, and now people are realizing how vulnerable these giant hedge funds are. And then, bro, you know, hedge, probably... funds, hedge funds were clearly in in the in the in the long as well, right? In the short squeeze, there were some hedge funds in the long, yeah, sure. But I mean, then what what happened subsequently after the game stock and all these other meme stock, bro? This um, is, here's here's the dumb thing. Long, right? Well, wait, wait, let me finish. This. Let me oh. finish. Then then silver ran up. And then XRP run up, then Do- Doji Coin run up. So it, obviously these are like money flows, but I think in the long run, these markets will just continuously get to get more volatile, especially in the kind of age we're in, where there's a lot of retail investment opening up. Um, you know, more a lot of uh, people from home, uh, you know, investing. I mean, I know more and more people. I've seen more and more people in my own family like open up an account and just mm. retail trading like a couple grand here and there, mm. and playing. You know, but in in Aggregate, it definitely adds up, I think. And I think, you know, one of my one yeah. of my main pieces yeah. in, like, the next 10 years is that we're, we're going to see, like, an increased number of random events in the, in the sense that, you know, um, black swan events. So I think that nobody really see, saw coming. I think that's going to increase. And even this, like, the first month of 2021, we already, we already saw so many crazy things. And uh, I think that's just going to become normality, you know. It's going to become a bit more crazy. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Like, I don't, like, in no way do I think that the systems that be are going to allow, like, things as fundamental as, like, financial markets, like, serious stock index to suddenly become, like, swinging volatile. And not only that, I don't think the capital exists for, in, in like, I don't think there's enough yeah. active retail investors who are just going to be, like, following things. But, like, he, 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 hear my opinion on this, right? If, for example, you've decentralised, um, like investors, right? You, 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 people, not even, it's not even decentralized, but you've democratized it and you've opened it up to like loads of people and loads of different classes of information. People yeah. can still massively control that. And, and I'm, I'm waiting to see as much as, yeah, there were some smart guys like, um, uh, what's his, what's his gay, uh, the, the username, like this deep, deep stream, the guy who like posted the investment thesis in the first place on, on, on GameStop and stuff like that. Yeah. Absolutely relevant. And you can get these volatile things, but if the volatility increases, the 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 need to control those streams of information is just going to be greater. People are just going to control what people can understand and learn on Reddit. They're going to be like doing way more kind of like signals and intent. Like Elon Musk is signaling all the time. Like he's, okay, he's, but like, he's choosing yeah. to do what he's doing and things like Reddit aren't beyond being able to like place things. Like there was loads of, in my opinion. Did you see? Did you see um, the guy who said that he worked at Robin Hood and? he got a call from the White House or he knows that there was a call from the White House. Bro, cat. Yeah. I thought that was so much cat. <laughs> but like, and I, was, <laughs> I was sure, I was like, okay, so they're trying to say that. So so what's, what's your, like, 
what's your point in the sense? My point is is that people think that this decent this like decentralization, democratization is gonna be like a big shift in power and a big shift in like the ability of people to access markets. I think that it will be like a dicey kind of volatile short run. And in the medium term, people are gonna figure out how to control the interests and control the um the information that's being fed to the retail investors. That's what I think is gonna happen. And I think that they even were con- I think there were the greater powers that be people who maybe like are insider outsiders for example who are probably controlling the system's information like i don't think it was the the like the great democratizing power play that people think it is i think there were other heads i think there's a lot of hedge funds involved who push their capital in in more quiet ways um and people are kind of thinking that this is just loads of guys at home like following one guy and i was like no nah, i think i think it was placed pushed and a lot of people were were, were behind that in the same way that like you know when obviously Donald Trump came to power in like 2016 and stuff, and people saying, "Oh, like it's uh, it's it's different. It's different people organizing from forums and stuff like that." It's like, yeah, it's a bunch of like really wealthy people, smart guys, people like Peter Thiel, people like Steve Bannon, who has like a massive history as an investment banker, utilizing media and utilizing the flows of information to hijack the political system, right? To okay. strategize the political system. And I think in the very same way, if people are empowered like to 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 like populist extents and loads of different people can be active in the markets i just think that people are going to go to a corrupt shit like facebook or like they're going to understand and be more savvy as to how to use reddit and how to like kind of encourage people and encourage behavior on reddit and they're, and they're gonna they're gonna be able to push push whatever agenda they please it's just like a different um a different way of like pushing agendas and controlling things okay but do you think there's more actors than more... what the previous um you know paradigm held more access, more actors. Yeah, there'll be more actors. Like I'm okay, not saying so then, 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 then that okay. statement does not correlate with what you just said in a sense. Because if there's more actors, it's going to be multi-directional. It's not going to be left versus right, and then you're given this. That's uh, what I'm saying. That's that's why your confusion. Is. I mean, I, I totally understand that. What you're trying to say is that, or um, inf- the actors of information will be still be controlled. I disagree. I think it's mm. cats out the bag now. So we have Reddit, and then you have Discord. And obviously, Discord is ban- banning things. Then you have Telegram groups, and t- trust me, Telegram groups are not going to go away. Like, every but day, my like, thing is right, and this is this is my this is my genuine thing. Do you this? really think that hedge fund players and people who regularly spy, regularly steal information, regularly analyze community like communities and like loads of guys who like actually are in like top hedge funds and stuff are analyzing the socials, are analyzing these things? Do you really generally not think that they were involved to like a significant extent? In... I, de- I definitely think some people profited off it. I think um, there was one guy that Michael Burry, I heard someone say Michael Burry yeah. profited from it. So I definitely understand your point. No, Michael Burry was that... the first guy who people were following in the first. He was the first guy who like created the, the who realized that the GameStop shops were like cash, cash positive. Like most of the stores were cash positive. Yeah. And... His his play was on on it looking at the value of GameStop at the price it was trading at and saying okay I feel as though this and is under, the yeah. value based on my thesis is going to go up. but he didn't expect it to go up to the astronomical levels it did and he even said himself you know I I didn't see it going up this high and he doesn't think that price is reflective of the actual company and then yeah as you said <laughs> it was the Reddit okay. user who then obviously posted so he posted. Yeah back in was it was it 2018 i think um you know people were laughing at me so why are you doing this brick and mortar store people don't buy games in stores anymore they do it all online and then it it started to gain a bit of traction 
And then from there, that's when they started then looking more deeper at it and saying, okay, well, actually, we're looking at the short interest on this. The short interest actually exceeded the amount of um, shares and floats, so shares that were available. And because of that, so but, but the way that happens is, is so just to explain shorting, uh, I, I'm sure you guys have probably heard of this analogy. It's like, say, for example, I gave you a watch and you sell that shop immediately. Uh, so you sell that watch immediately to a pawn shop, not one of the dirty ones, one of the, the ones you can sell items to. <laughs> and so you sell it for, let's say, 100 quid. And I say, well, okay, you still owe me that watch. But you, you're basically expecting that you can buy that watch back at a lower price, give it back to me, and that's it. You've, you've pocketed the change. But then what can happen is the way that the short interest actually exceeds 100%, because you think, well, how can it exceed 100% if there's only, like, <laughs> as you know, 100% shares available? They basically create, like, sh- synthetic shorting. So you'll have one person who will do that. So say you sell it to the pawn shop and then someone else, they then decide to do the same thing and then they sell it to another pawn shop expecting to pocket the difference and so on and so on and so on. Really, the whole time, only one watch has been moved, but you've had two people already selling that same watch and then still speculating on pocketing the difference. And people noticed that and they said, well, okay, actually, if we can push the price upon this, we're going to force a big short squeeze and then from there, that's just when the chaos ensued once people realized that. And then because they still then have the obligation to have to buy them shares, these hedge funds have to buy back the shares at a higher price than the buying action, then share price goes up. And it just keeps going and going and going and going until these, these places sh- close out their short positions at a loss. That is a really good explanation. And, and I, just, I, I just think just because of... I mean, it was not completely unique, but it was fairly unique in that the short interest was so high. So I just, I can't see it. I can't see it happening loads more times. I mean, yeah, like you said, great. I agree agree with you that you'll get these black swan incidents, but I can't see it becoming a regular occurrence. And and as as you said as well, Cam, you know, is the capital there now? Because I bet there's so many retail investors, so many noobs that literally started investing this month. That probably lost Yo, all their money. Did now. you see that Scott Galloway take? Uh, what was it? He basically, what was that? He basically said that the greatest loss in this whole thing is going to be like the human capital of like young men who could have spent, <laughs> could have spent oh, money, yeah, like going to the gym <laughs> and fucking <laughs> stuff, and instead were like just sitting me. at home waiting to lose on, 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 on these on these short squeezes. <laughs> Bro, exactly. He's, they could have been doing trips to Dubai. You know, that was like, bro, like, this goes stuff. back to my point originally. Like, I say this and people find it, I don't know if people find me arrogant or controversial, but I'm like, I genuinely do not believe as a young person, like to a certain age, that people should be that actively invested in in like stocks and like synthetic shares and options and various mm. things in the stock market because, Why you're, not gonna, because you're not going to do crazy numbers on that. Like, the return that I expect from investing in myself is not the same. Like, if I took the same, like, say I took £2,000 and I go and I do, like, I'm doing some Python courses at the moment, right? And then I use that Python course to go and, like, build up an income and to go and kind of, like, um, get more clients and and get more development within my business. I genuinely think that's a way better investment than I'm going to be getting back on, on, 
on like the stock market and on on, on I just I just feel like as a young person but I, I I I I I totally agree. I think also that um I think investing is probably better to be financially savvy and learn to invest in profitable companies rather than bank. I think from that angle it's um I think everyone should have you get fuck all in the bank as well. That's the other point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's definitely true as well to a certain degree. Um I definitely think people should be financially savvy. I think we're gonna see increased financialization of the world, like in this entirety. Again, we're going to like a streaming economy. I didn't mean you to interrupt think? you. I'm saying like more financialization <laughs> for another century is crazy. Go on, brother. Yeah, we, like honestly, I think like there'll be an increase in microservices, streaming, all these other things, and it's just going to be an increase in the flurry of money everywhere in every direction. I mean, before you just get one monthly salary. Um, now I'm getting paid like, you know, I don't know. Like, I have different ways of getting paid in a sense. So you can, mm. you can. So you you have to have like different amounts of income coming in and different speeds. Um, mm. Well, th- this is yeah. The thing for me is so as an example, I sell sneakers mm. out here. We still and, do that, you know. Typically, yeah, yeah, yeah. So typically, I'd probably make, and this is per trainer. I'd I'd probably make usually anywhere between like 10 to like even 200 percent like that like generally typically it's it's more kind of between the 10 20 percent and it's like someone could say to me okay well what are your investing targets my my only investing target uh, in in an active portfolio is that i bench myself against benchmark myself against s&p 500 i want to beat that and you know typically let's say in a year if we're averaging it out we'll say conservatively S&P 500, I know we're in very different times right now, but let's say 7% a year. Okay, if I be 8%, uh, sorry, if I get 8%, then I'd be quite happy. But then someone will say to me, well, wait a minute, if you're getting like at least 10% each time you sell sneakers, why don't you put all your money in that? And it's it's just the thing of, it's time and effort because as weird as this may sound for me, it actually takes less time and effort to invest in, the markets than it does for me to have to research sneakers and connect with buyers, connect with sellers and all of that stuff. So I think I think it comes down to kind of that time, yeah. work and reward. Balance. Because you have to take like percentage return, you have to kind of like consider from respect to okay, how much more effort is it to concern yourself with like the goings on in the stock market, actively pick um, certain stocks compared and then how much return do you get from that compared to how much input and active kind of like stuff are you doing? in order to you know develop that money from sneakers and that that is a fair comparison that is a fair comparison but for me i just feel like anyone who's like really really young and isn't like an operator isn't somebody who can like run a great business isn't someone who's like got the skill set to do that and is like spending most of their time picking stocks like no it doesn't make sense to me like i genuinely feel like people should be investing in themselves and and investing in like maximizing their long-term value and the extent to which they can participate in the economy rather than just like like, like, I think, you know what's crazy as well? Loads of people were talking about this GameStop thing. And I realised that so many people think that the money goes to the company. Like, they think that, like, as you're, as they're kind of, like, um, trading shares and the price goes up, that yeah. the company is automatically getting money from that thing. And because they thought... That, but, and do you know what it is? I, I think it's because so many people say that, like, investing in companies, like, creating the liquidity that the market needs. And I think people have misunderstood that as, like, buying stocks in a company is giving the company money it's not 
And I like it. I, I, I don't know why. Like, obviously, it, it benefits them. And obviously, like, they can sell some shares if they, if they want to sell some shares. And they can put, like, it's a higher price. So they'll get more mm. money for the shares that they've sold. They can issue more. They can do loads of things. So it can benefit them indirectly. But this money that's being placed into the economy is, like, speculative, right? And I think people... People rate and respect speculative investing as though it's like grassroots VC type investment that's like giving entrepreneurs like money to create. It's like, dude, it's not. It's, just, it's the price of stocks trading at based on what people think the value of a company's future dividends are going to be to, to shareholders and investors. And it, it it's like any other skill, really. Like you can even, you know, spend a lot of time honing this one skill or you can spend it into something more productive. So, so like in your example, you're learning to code and you think that might have a higher return on investment. So and there's this whole concept of opportunity cost as well, you know. I just feel I just feel like it's a, just a vastly overestimated sport. And I just feel like in terms of like what like for example, like what are short sellers doing to the economy? Like real life. Like they're bankrupting company for it. <laughs> like like this like speculation thing. I just I just don't rate it as much as um people do. But listen, let's wrap up there. And with a nice, a nice little forty-five minutes. Um, yeah, thank you for your time, James. Uh, looking forward to speaking next time. No worries. It's a nice one. Nice one. Nice one. Nice one. Nice one. All right. How do you think that went? That went. It was okay. Um, a bit rambly. Yeah. I tried to yeah, summarize. Like, I was always yeah. for some reason, but I don't know, man. You know, you know what? I, you know what? I, I, I think. Potentially, I don't know. I don't know if you guys think the same. I think potentially, we underestimated how long we can talk on one topic because we we spoke a long time about um, the platform stuff, and then the the stuff at the end kind of felt a bit rushed because we wanted to wrap up. So I think if in the future, you know, we realise that you know we can actually do this off the dome. That's what I'm saying, Curtis. That's what I've been saying. Kind of like now. Yeah. Nah, I'm on the show. I've been for an hour. Right no, 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 no. As in, as in, no, but yeah. as in, have the, top, have, have the topic and just maybe say one topic for today and then do it, do that off the dome. Right, but, maybe, yeah, but Cam said he hates but, rambling things, isn't it? But I don't yeah, know. that's my thing, bro. Like, I think we have to listen to this back, right? And be like, are they droning on? Let me finish, let me finish recording in it. We can have a call. I don't want this to go on for too long. I want to make sure it saves, isn't it? Oh, yeah.